This is Christ, Culture, and Coffee, a podcast designed to help equip Christians to be able to defend their faith and be confident in their faith. Hey guys, welcome to Christ, Culture, and Coffee. I am your host, Robbie Lashua, and I'm here with my co-host, Tyler Your name Hurley. is Tyler Hurley. I didn't forget. I just I was, wanted you to get I to was say it. A little early on the uh, the you know the early big on the church. Hurley. Early on the Hurley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the Hurley right. was early. That's yeah. That's I haven't heard that one before. I'm sure you've never heard that before. No. Hey, hey I do okay. have shares involved invested in the company. You know, like it's you should actually. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Not really. Well, <laughs> hey, we're glad that you guys are here joining us. This is Thanksgiving Day. Yes, right? it is. Uh, not mm-hmm. when we're recording this because we would be bad husbands and neglecting our families it's is true. not a good idea. But it's coming out on Thanksgiving Day. So some of you have probably already watched the Cowboys lose, which is right. a gift to most of America, mm-hmm. uh, and but not your father-in-law. It's America's he football likes team to watch lose. To watch lose. That's that's right. Yeah. That's what it is. Yep. You just got to finish the sentence. To watch lose. Yeah. yeah. I love it. So <laughs> anyway, we're glad that you're here on Thanksgiving or for most of you are listening as you're eating a leftover turkey sandwich on Friday because you didn't want to go shop out and uh, and be in all the crowds standing at Best Buy at three in the morning. Yeah. I heard they spread out their deals like throughout the week. Yeah. Because of COVID, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's So people are going, wait a second. You could have done this That's all along. That's what I'm saying. Like, why didn't they like, do this years ago? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, hey, I, yeah, exactly. Who knows, man? That's Money, why. That's why. Yep. Well, hey, we're glad that you are here. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, lies, and we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about worry, and we're going to be talking about justice. But before we get into that, we want to give you our Thanksgiving coffee tip of yes. the week. So, Tyler, you've got an interesting coffee tip, and this kind of happened to you. Yeah, it was this morning, actually. Okay. So this was kind of shocking. So uh, I'm sure that a lot of you have had this happen before where, if you're making coffee and maybe the uh, filter kind of tipped over a little bit when it was brewing and you got some grounds in, or uh, in my case this morning, I was making French press and some of the grounds got on the other side of the filter after I pressed it down. So what ended up happening, I poured it in. I see those little bits of grounds at the top. A lot of people would just be like, ah, whatever. I'm just going to drink it. Yeah, I drink it. I like chewing them. I'm weird though. I'm not weird like that. (laughs) I feel strange if I'm drinking my coffee and I feel something solid in there. I'm like, I "Ah." feel like I got a bonus. (laughs) I feel like, hey, this is a benefit to me. Yeah, you're like, it's a treat. Yeah, it is. So, so. for me, though, and for normal people like me, wow, uh, we ended up, uh, we end up not wanting those in our coffee. So, what you should do, and what I did this morning, it was brilliant. I just looked over at the side of our coffee and tea counter, and I saw that we had one of those clamp tea tea ground filters, right? Where you, it's like a little uh, circular filter where you can stuff it with tea grounds. And it, it kind of clamps them in and holds it together. Yeah, you have to like so push it. it. Is it one of those like you push together yeah. and it opens the top? Yes, exactly. Okay, it's like I one of those, those that are. opens up yeah. at the top and you, you put the tea in, then you close it and you dunk it in your water. Exactly, yes. If you're British. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so we have one of those. And what I did, I just thought, well, maybe I could use this as a little filter to fish out all those grounds. Hmm. So what I did, I had it open and I just quickly scooped up all those grounds and clamped them shut, pulled it out. And I had no more grounds floating in my coffee. That's a good idea. It, it works super well. And I, I didn't have to like like run it through some weird straining process or anything. It was just a little easy clamp. Just yeah. fish it out and it done. That's a smart idea because I've I've had that before where people have wanted their coffee grounds out because they're more normal like you. Yeah, right. And like right. I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> do I dump this through a coffee filter? But because the problem with that is you lose out yeah. on oils, right? Like because a paper yeah. filter will suck out some of the good oils that are in coffee. So like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. You just scoop it out with that uh, 
Yeah, that yeah. Tea you, you make a big point about the the oils too, because that's actually something people forget about a lot in coffee. Is yeah. uh, the, the oil taste that's there is yep. really adds important. flavor. No, it's very very important. Yeah, so you could so that way you don't risk losing the flavor. Go ahead and take just this little strainer filter that you can get for tea grounds. Scoop out your coffee grounds. It. It works like a charm, and it worked this morning. That's a good idea. I had a cup of coffee without any grounds floating in it. That's awesome. It was great. Um, I wonder if you could make a cup of coffee like that. Like if you use that and put coffee grounds in it and then soaked it in water. I'm sure you can. Probably, right? It seems similar. I mean, you're not like actually like pressing it down on into it, but, yeah. but it seems similar to the idea of a French press. Yeah, I bet you could do it for like one single cup. I guess or maybe like a pour over. It's more yeah, similar it's to like a pour that. over, yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty good Interesting. idea. I yeah. might try it and see if it works. You should. Well, that's a good <laughs> tip, bro. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Well, there we go. All right. Well, hey, this is the Thanksgiving episode, so we are going to get to gratitude and giving thanks to God for how good he is. But um, just something that's kind of been heavy on my heart for a lot of the Christian community in America, especially right now, and just worldwide, especially with, I mean, 2020 has been disgusting, I mean, yeah, awful, yeah. horrendous, chaotic, uh, COVID stuff, um, uh, racial tension, br- police brutality, election drama in America, um, sports not happening, you know, all the big things yeah. that, <laughs> that have gone on. And um, depression's up, anxiety's up, suicide's up in yeah. our country. And Christians aren't immune uh, to these feelings. And so we wanted to kind of talk through what are we supposed to do in chaos, what are we supposed to do in times such as these? And how do we draw closer to the Lord through this instead of letting these things overwhelm us right. and consume us and, and take over our minds? Yeah, and a good part of that, and we'll dive into that a little bit more deeply, but a good part of that is we have to discern through all the chaos and craziness of everything that's happening, what is it there that's out there that's actually true? Yes. Because because we need to remember, and we talk about this on the podcast a lot, truth is objective. Mm -hmm. And that means, and that's not just uh, like religious truth or moral truth. That's like just truth in itself is objective. Objective truth is out there. Yes. So we can know the truth. Sometimes it's a little difficult when there's lies and things being spread. Yeah. So, So that's really what it comes down to is how can we to the best of our ability, discern truth, right? Yeah, and we can know... Through the chaos. We can know the truth, but like you said, there's times where the truth is hard to uncover. Exactly. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It just means we can't figure it out. We don't Mm -hmm. know it. And uh, point number one for today's talk is that lies are prevalent. Mm -hmm. And this isn't a new problem, right? Uh, Satan has been lying to human beings since the beginning. We lie to one another. I mean, that's why God tells us in the commandments, don't do that. Like lies are bad. Don't give false testimony. We shouldn't lie uh, to each other because it causes confusion. Deception is harmful to people because it is uh, presenting a false reality. Yeah, it is. It really is. Uh, it just seems like like people get mixed into the chaos and they start panicking, like, like everybody starts panicking because it, due to the fact that we can't understand and uncover all those elements of truth. We can't because so, we're not omniscient. Like, yeah, I yeah. can't figure everything out. Of course. And, and what, what happens is one can really start to lose their mind and go crazy because well, you're looking at all this and you're like, how, like I don't know what's going to happen to me. If you, if you believe the, a yeah. lie, it's always dangerous. Oh, of course. Yeah. So that, that's something that I think as, as Christians, we should be weary of. We should be alert to, I guess. Oh, yeah, is, for sure. Don't believe lies. 
be careful what you accept as truth. Mm, yes. Um, and in our culture, like we're seeing this happen like on steroids, I feel like lately. Um, oh, for sure. There is evil existing, of course. Evil's always existed. This isn't a new problem. But these lies that are being told and a lot of people are believing them as truth, or maybe they are true, but we just don't have enough evidence to know it. Yeah. Th- they cause confusion and they harm people. And so I, the things I've been thinking about lately are like conspiracy theories, right? Mm-hmm. Like have you seen some of these I, – I get people from church and they send me like videos – of these conspiracy theories. And now here's the deal. Some of them might pan out to be true. It's yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. But I could lose my mind believing some of this stuff. Yeah. I saw one conspiracy theory not too long ago with this guy. I, I don't know if you saw this. But he was talking about how, um, you know, it, we, we're living in the end times, which again, totally possible. I'm not saying sure, we're not. Sure. But his arguments were like <clears throat> the six feet apart thing that's happening through social distancing is all a conspiracy because what's going on is with these new 5G cell towers that they're setting up. Okay. Yeah. You get, get ready for this. These 5G <laughs> cell towers <laughs> that are getting set up, um, they're going to give this vaccine out for the coronavirus, which has all been just a lie that's been created and uh, manufactured and, um, you know, possibly um, chemical warfare. But what, what the conspiracy is for the one world government is that they're going to give everyone a vaccine, but there's, mi- there's a microchip in the vaccine. And then there's all these new 5G towers so that they can know where you are and they can keep tabs on you through these 5G towers and now the six feet apart social distancing thing it's not because that actually helps you not catch the coronavirus but the the 5G can't differentiate between you and another person unless you're six feet apart and I go oh my gosh now let's just say it all pans out how can we even possibly know that at this point now I don't want people to think Robbie believes in that. I, I don't for, believe in any of that. I'd say for lots of reasons that that's not true. I know, but Tyler, and I think there, I think there's convincing evidence right now that we do know that tells us that that's probably not true. Yeah, but people see something online. Yeah, and they send me. Facebook messages about saying, oh my gosh, have you thought of this? Have you heard about this? Uh, and then some guy quotes a couple Bible verses to tie it in, and it just. These oh, things can drive you yeah. nuts if you believe them. For sure. Yeah. I, I, I'm reminded of that scripture that says, listen, we're, we're not supposed to be tossed around by every wind of false doctrine or every little philosophy yeah. that comes along. We're supposed to be grounded in something. The problem in our culture right now is that people are giving so much information, and I think parts of it are probably true. Yeah. The information sure. age we live in, we can learn a lot of truth, but they're also given misinformation. Right. So deciphering yeah. which is which can be difficult at times. But we have conspiracy theories coming up, right? We have election fraud, maybe possibly not election fraud. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking earlier about collusion from socialist countries, yeah, right? Yeah, like payoffs and stuff. That, and then like that, like attorneys that have been coming out recently and saying that there's like all these crazy uh, technological scandals going on. And it's like, it could be true. Could it not. could and be I don't, true. I'm more on the side of like it's probably not, but sure. people are getting consumed with this. I, I know several people in my personal life who take 
these conspiracy theories, uh, like on like ones like what you just said, mm-hmm. I'd never heard that one in particular. Oh yeah, I've got an hour and a half video for you to watch. Uh, if you want to know more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, uh, but that's the thing. Like like I know several people in my life who this is relevant with, uh, where yeah. it's uh, it's causing them to get caught up in it and think, oh my gosh, this is the thing, and I like they have. Their mentality is they don't think if everybody doesn't hop on board with this right now, it's just going to slip through the cracks and it's never going to be uncovered because it's conspiracy and people are going to discredit it. And it's just you go, okay, what is this helping with? So many people. And again, I don't think it's it's not just Christians, but Christians are falling into. Sure. Yeah. And and it's both sides politically and it's all sides of social issues. And it's it's. People want so much to have a cause to fight for or something to believe in that their bias even blinds them to believe lies. Yeah, right? Yeah, it does. <clears throat> like, like if you read – so like I've been looking at the news lately, right? You read CNN or you read uh, the New York Times. You know, Trump is a tyrannical human being who is holding the presidency in a chokehold and he won't let sweet, <laughs> kind, poor, innocent Joe Biden get his people in there, right? That's what yep, you read from that. That's right. Then you read like the Epoch Times or these other news outlets that are <laughs> ultra conservative and they're saying it's only a matter of time before the whistleblowers all come forward and we're all going to see that there's been collusion with the Russians and the Chinese and <laughs> Venezuelans and, and whoever else they can throw in there, you know? Uh, and, and I go, well, what is, which is it? And it really is, well, which one do you like better? Yeah, and right. then get yeah. all crazy yeah. and caught up in it. These And then take things, to the streets and protest it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, yeah. And these types of things can turn into obsessions for people, Tyler. Like I see people obsessed. Like I wish more conservative Christians I know were more concerned with the gospel of Jesus than they were with Donald Trump parades. And and there's nothing wrong with being affiliated in a political group. There's nothing wrong with supporting anybody, right? But man, some people, their Facebook feed, when you talk to them, it's not very much about what's Jesus cultivating in your life. It's more about political issues. And they go, something is off here. And then if, if your guy doesn't win, your whole life's in turmoil, right? That shouldn't be. That shouldn't be. Your whole life's in turmoil to the point where you'll believe these seemingly weird lie views right to where maybe you're a little crazy and i could be wrong and i'm willing to be wrong on some of this but obsessing about these things doesn't help us because it turns into agonizing over them keeping you up at night not getting a lot of sleep consuming your thoughts anxiety comes from that depression comes from that right and this is not how we're called to live as followers of christ yeah and and then ultimately when you're when you're really thinking about it and i i think it was kind of a little bit off of what you were saying, Robbie, is that when at the end of the day, um, whatever happens with the COVID stuff, like like with that whole conspiracy theory of mm-hmm. the five G microchip thing, yeah, whatever happens with that, whatever happens with uh, um, whoever's elected president, mm-hmm. ultimately, for one, I, I personally don't think that uh, Joe Biden or Trump, whoever's ele- elected with that, will not deeply change and affect your individual livelihood. I, I mm-hmm. really don't think that that for the majority of people that that will happen. Yeah. And then same, same goes for the, uh, I mean, I think it's very far fetched and it's more unhealthy to be constantly conspiracy theorizing all of these different ideas yeah. based off of microchips and uh, <laughs> end times yep. and panicking about this. Whereas 
it's a lot better if you just sit back and you just live your life and go about your life as you are mm-hmm. without worrying about everything. Cause, cause at the end of the day, you'll be happier. Yeah. You'll be, you won't be constantly caught up in the, the, the what's going happening now. Like, like what's the latest breaking news conspiracy theory yeah. on the online today. It's unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think really what we need to do at the end of the day is just realize we need to sit back, take a deep breath and just, just let it all play out. Like, yep. like, let God take control Are you control trusting that, God right? or are you trusting you being right about the conspiracies? Because, yeah, because ultimately, what are you, I'm just speaking broadly here, yeah. what are you as an individual going to do to make a difference out of that by blasting on your social media your ideas about oh, these yeah. theories it, or that, talking to your friends? That doesn't make a difference it. at all. It makes no difference. No. Like, people say whatever they want online all the time, and, yep. and it doesn't change the fact that, like, Objective truth is still objective and it's still, you know, like truth is truth and whatever's going to happen is just going to happen. And I think it's a a matter of a control issue for a lot of people. I think so too. I think, I think it's, it's, uh, I think it's also a result of the onslaught of information we have at our fingertips. Of course. Of course. I don't know if human beings were meant to have this much information available to Mm -hmm. them 24 seven. And obviously we can't have self-control with it. And obviously we don't do a very good job deciphering it. No. So I think that it's, it's kind of overwhelming people uh, mm. to the point of anxiety and depression and craziness. And that, that gets us into worrying, right? Okay, so, so point number one is mm. lies are prevalent. And sifting through them is a pain in the neck and it's hard work. Uh, point number two, worrying drains you. Mm, yeah. <laughs> worrying drains us so badly. And worrying about the future is something Jesus speaks directly against. He does. It's true. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not up for suggestion like, oh, I wonder what Jesus thought about worrying and anxiety about future events. He tells us what to think, right? Matthew 6, 27. And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? He's saying, what what does worrying get you? Does it get you more life? Actually, statistically, there's been studies that have come out that said the more you're stressed and worried, the more likely that you're going to die young. Yes, because the more strain on your heart. Exactly. So Jesus has something going for him here. He's saying, what is it helping you to do? Do, mm. Let me ask you guys a question that are listening to this. Do you like being worried? Mm. <laughs> Most of us would say no because it's a weird, anxious fear feeling. Yeah. But I do think some people like it. Secretly. And you wouldn't... I don't think they would admit it, but yeah. I think they like it. They yeah. like being hopped up. They like maybe the adrenaline that it brings. They like the stress. It makes them feel like they're participating in something big. And I would say you are... But it's it's a lie or it's a wrong thing. Yeah. We should be excited to participate in the ultimate cause of humanity, which is bringing people into a relationship with Jesus and discipling people and walking in mm. the spirit with Jesus. That's what should animate and rejuvenate us. Um, but worry can be a cheap substitute for the real deal. Oh, yeah. And so as much as, as, much as people say, I don't like it, I think some people do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's just where your passions lie, right? Like that that's kind of what what it plays into. It starts to uh hook you in. Yep. The, like the ang- anxious thoughts that come in over these theories and things that are going on in the world. And you have these passions inside of you, like all of us do, and mm-hmm. we just latch on to whatever comes our way. And it's yep. like we want to put our energy into something 
because we're passionate creatures. That's how we mm-hmm. were designed. That's how we were created and is want to purpose. be passionate and have purpose. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that all of that comes into play. And I know obviously this is like, of course, for some of us, this is easier said than done. Like I know there's a sure. lot of people out there that struggle with anxiety and this is something that's mm-hmm. um, difficult to overcome. Uh, but I think it comes with a point of practicing it and taking a deep breath, right? Yeah. And, and sitting back and thinking, okay, because this isn't in my control, I need to let go of it and mm-hmm. let God take control of this. Well, and it's it trust in my issue. Life. Yeah, yeah. Like it you is said earlier, issue. it's a trust issue. I'm going to trust God with it, or do I have to work it out? Do I have to analyze it? Do I have to figure it out? <clears throat> the crazy thing about worry, too, is it turns people into worry evangelists. Like, so they go around spreading yeah. these lies that are making them anxious that make other people anxious and worried. It's, yeah. I don't well, like know if it's Like the guy who made helpful. that video that yeah, you watched. Man, yeah, he's freaking people out, and, and then I have to watch it. You know, it's just like, what is this? Like, why is this happening? Uh, Worry evangelism is not a good substitute for gospel evangelism. Right. Right. If you want, if you want a cause to be behind, tell people about the God of the universe who loved them and he sacrificed himself so that we could be saved. That's a much more worthy cause than worrying about uh, conspiracy theories or if Trump's hair color is this or if Obama's really an American. Okay. Now, I want to make sure we understand we don't bury our heads in the sand and we don't ignore hard no, issues. of course not, yeah. But man, there is a point where you go, I can't sift through all this and figure it out and, and I'm going to yeah. trust God with it. And of it. course, in the uh, in the cultural issues that are coming up where, where there is outstanding evidence in there of sure. some injustices happening or of something major that needs to be... Uh, spoken against for or against I think we should hop on that like of course we're not saying don't don't uh, support any cultural movement out there right oh, now. No. What, what we're saying is don't get caught up in the noise. And and again, I think that kind of segues a little bit into our third point. Yes. Um, our third point is that we want to remember that God is just, right? See, yes. And I don't think people believe that. Yeah. I think, I think that's really a big part of what it comes down to. Yep. God is just. Yeah. People are worried that God is can't take care of this conspiracy theory because yep. it, because he he won't be able to handle this because humans in their sinfulness are going to just run rampant with it and, and he, there's nothing he can do to stop it. Yep. Right. And they'll say if Trump's yeah. not elected, this country's going to go to hell in a handbasket. This might we might never see a Republican get elected again, or we might never see fair elections. We might never. And you yep. go hold 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 on, maybe it's all true, right? Like it doesn't Han Solo say that about Luke Skywalker. Oh, he says it's true. It's All true. Of it. The force, the force. Jedi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I was thinking about that. Let's just pretend yeah. it's true that this is the end of America. God still exists. Jesus still died on the cross and rose again, yeah. and I'm going to be with Him forever. People are placing their trust in false idols that will not um, fulfill, that will not save, that will not help. Instead of placing their trust in the right thing, and so we have to fight to remember and to trust. That God is just. And we see Jesus do this very thing. Everything that we're going through, Jesus went through and more. Right? There's nothing that we're experiencing that he didn't experience when he was here. So now you think about, okay, but Robbie, we have such corruption and we got to drain the swamp and we got to reset this country and the politicians and the structures of how everything's going. It's, It's terrible. Well, didn't Jesus experience crooked politicians? Of course. I mean, like, 
even there was injustice happening before he was even born, like like yes. with with the the execution of firstborn children order. Yeah, that, that was issued to like. During yeah, there the was a hit on him before he's even yeah. old enough to talk. Yeah. And, and, like again, like Jesus was like in that position. He was like he's had to suffer through injustices. We're literally he's on trial, and the people chose to set free a criminal over him. Yep. How That's is that just? It's not just. It's not exactly. And not to mention the trials by night were illegal. Mm-hmm. They weren't supposed to do that according to Jewish law. It was a, it was a mockery kangaroo court kind of thing. N- nothing was just about it. The witnesses they brought before him couldn't agree, so much so that the court couldn't even use them as credible. <laughs> so, and he's just sitting there going, seriously? Like, this is a joke. Yeah. Injustice, right? What crime did he commit? Well, the crime they said he committed was he said he was God, mm-hmm. which he was. So that's called the truth. And then the second thing that they told the Romans, he said, was that he is the king of the Jews, which is true. Yeah. So he was killed for telling the truth. Yeah. That's unjust. It's very unjust. Yes. And you don't think that he's that. I mean, you don't think that really while he's sitting there on trial, that he's not like getting a little bit upset over how they're acting and how they're treating him. And like, like, mm-hmm. come on, like, I, I love you. I'm willing to die for you, in fact. Yeah. And you're putting me on trial over nothing. Well, it says he remains silent. Over the truth. Yeah, it does. But he, so he doesn't even attack or complain. He's just, he doesn't. And, he, but, but because what, he didn't need to defend himself. Exactly. But he what do you think? He didn't need to. I, I know that if I was in his position, I would fight. I would be yeah. vocal. But that's not what he did. No. Right? And I think that's what any of us would you do. You know right? why? Because he wasn't worried about it. He wasn't sick over it. He wasn't obsessed with the corruption of the Jewish Sanhedrin. Yeah, he wasn't. He He was more focused on other things. Mm. Uh, I love this passage from Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. It says, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that's set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hmm. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow grow weary and lose heart. That is it. Jesus endured the cross, despised the shame because he was focused on the joy that was coming later. Mm. That's where he was gazing. That's what he was focusing on. That was his objective. I know there's injustice and I know this is shameful being strung up on a cross naked in front of my mom and in front of all my countrymen. And I know that there's pain here and there's suffering I have to endure, but I'm doing it Although it's unjust and although it's a heinous evil being done to me, I'm doing it because I know what this is producing later. I know that joy is coming after this. And the writer of Hebrews says, consider him. Remember what he did with this hostility so that you don't grow weary and lose heart. And man, a lot of people are growing weary because of injustice. Because there's lies and this side or that side or this happened or that happened and crimes rampant and evil is existing. Yes. And this isn't a new problem. Uh, The Psalms talk about this all the time, right? David's always complaining. Why did the wicked prosper? What the heck? What's the deal with that? God is so unjust. Mm. I'm trying to do the right thing over here. And these guys keep prospering with their crooked ways. Why? Why does that happen? And we all feel this. And the writer of Hebrews says, remember how Jesus did it. Yeah. And consider that so you don't grow weary and lose heart. 
I love that. It's yeah, it's so great. And like that that's the thing that you see through this whole process when he's through the trial, you don't see him losing heart like you don't see him losing trust in God's plan and no. his ultimate purpose. No. You see that he's confident in that. <clears throat> yep, the whole even, time. Even praying in the garden, right? Yeah. Where he's going through a hard time, he's sweating blood, mm-hmm. right? There's anguish in his life. He says, but not my will, yours. Yeah. Not my yeah. will, yours. And he had a resolute mindset to do what God has called him to do, despising all the stuff that usually trips us us up. Yes. And, and he knew that God was just. And God is the justifier of good deeds. And God is the justifier of men. He knew that justice is coming one day. And that brings joy. Because you say, God's got this, and everything's going to come to light one day. Jesus trusted in God to be just. A couple other passages I like. You want to read Romans 12, 19 yeah, through 21? Course. Yeah, it says, uh, Never take your own venge- revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him, and if he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. See, this is huge. Mm. Most people yeah. think you need to take revenge for yourself. Yeah. Which is trusting in yourself to bring about justice instead of trusting in God to bring about justice. Paul tells us here, no, no, no. You got to remember, vengeance is the Lord's. He'll repay. And to be honest, he's going to be more just than I am because my perspective can be messed up. I can be skewed. I can have wrong ideas about things. Mm. But God knows the truth. And even though I'm trying to sift through the lies and sometimes I think I know or I'm obsessed about this aspect, he actually knows what's true. Oh, yeah. And he's going to bring it to light one day. And man, I'd way rather trust in 100% accuracy than in me going crazy through the chaos, maybe coming up with 30% accuracy. Oh, yeah. Vengeance is the Lord. My job is to what? Don't be overcome with evil. Mm. Don't you think, man, like, I don't, I just, I'm so, I'm having so many conversations with people and I'm seeing it happen. People are overcome with evil. Yeah, yeah. And they're so anxious and they're so worried and they're so stressed out and they're so obsessed about these things. And and it's the exact opposite of what we're supposed to do. We don't get overcome by evil, but we overcome evil with good. Mm. We feed our enemy. We give them drink, Right. Yeah. That's what we're called to do. And I don't see a lot of that happening. I see name calling, anger, vitriol on all sides. It's not it's not one side or the other. On all sides of political issues, on all sides of mm. social yeah. issues, and it's not helping anyone. And as Christians, we can live differently. We're enabled oh, through the spirit yes. to do it differently. And I just I want to encourage people, like, have you lost your way? Have you lost your mind? Like, where are we at with this stuff? And what are we trusting in? Mm. My God, if your trust is in the American government, you should be depressed. Yeah. You should be at a loss for everything because that is an idol that will fail you. Yeah, yeah. If if your security in that, in your livelihood, if you're basing that off of taxing taxing and government and off of... uh, and, And now, of course, we're not saying that these... Issues aren't important, but of course. The, the the thing is, if you're letting that dictate and control your life, especially your thought life, yeah, right? yeah, if it's consuming you, what are you doing? 
I, I'm pretty sure we're supposed to renew our minds yeah, with and the he, word. He, and the other thing is, this isn't new at all. All this it's stuff that new. we're going on. And it's not even not even just from uh, the example we, we gave with Jesus and what he went through. Uh, this has happened all throughout history. Corruption, injustice. Yep. Um, like people, Heck, even today in other countries, they got it a lot worse than we do right now. Yeah, this I, is I'm just Disney, saying. This is Disneyland compared to most places. It like, really is. And people forget that a lot. People yeah. really do. You know what that's yeah. called? That's called decadence. That's called people living a privileged life, not realizing how good they've had it. Yeah. And crying when they have to eat toast instead of cake. It's so that's, yeah. that's really where we're at in society. And it's a sign of decadence of where we've been in the past. It's not mm. what Christians are supposed to be. We have got to live in reality, not be overcome by evil, but yes. overcome evil with good. Another verse that I love what it says Jesus did in his situation is first Peter two twenty three. It says, For you have been called for this purpose. Since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps. All right? Mm. Here's an example to follow in his steps. Who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. And while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats. But he kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. Mm. Entrusted himself to God who judges righteously. Jesus knows there's a day coming where perfect judgment is going to take place. And even though people were making fun of him and reviling him and threatening him and torturing him, he didn't in turn take it upon himself to enact justice on them. He trusted Mm. in the Father who will righteously judge everything. This is where our trust has to be. Yes. Right? Not in me figuring out all the conspiracies and sifting through the lies. Uh, I have to trust that God knows the truth. Yeah. Because, man, sometimes I feel so overwhelmed. It's like, how can we even know what's really going on in these situations? God knows. Yeah. I mean, he really knows what's going on. And he's going to tell us one day. He's going to bring it to light. And he's going to judge it perfectly. Man, isn't it a better use of your time to trust in that? Then to worry yourself sick about stuff you can't affect at all. Mm. Yeah, I would say so. It's just, it, it is. This is where we need to be as Christians. Don't be overcome by evil. Overcome evil with good. Uh, there's this other passage I've been reading a lot uh, these last few weeks. I love, I've loved these verses since I was in high school. But I read one before them, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's good. Uh, Psalm uh-huh. 37, 4 and 5, love those verses. But Psalm 37, 3 uh, has really been important to me lately. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Mm. Okay, trust in the Lord, do good, dwell in the land, cultivate faithfulness. Nothing there about enacting justice on your own. Nothing there about figuring out the conspiracy theories. You do good, and you cultivate your faithfulness and faithfulness of others. This is what we need to be doing more That's what it says culturally you're supposed to do. That's a formula for how to live. It is. It is. And we we, we lose our way sometimes, man, because we get get hopped up on the wrong thing. Yeah. I think that that's been going on. So the idea here, off of what that passage said— we just need to make sure that we're not um, enabling or also or causing s- further injustice to take place mm-hmm. by doing good, yep. right? And then we need to just be faithful. 
that God's going to take control and that all of this is going to play out. And to cultivate faithfulness. So what does that mean in your personal life? How am I cultivating more trust in God today? Mm. Lord, this election thing has consumed a lot of my time and a lot of my thought life. And you know, whoever gets in is going to be a sinful human being (laughs) that screws things up. Yeah. But you're a good savior that I'm trusting in. That's cultivating faithfulness, right? And walking in that. These, these are the types of things I think that we need to practice more, not just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the mm. word. Um, and it seems to me that a lot of people have allowed themselves to be consumed with things they shouldn't be consumed with. Our right. thought life really is important. And what we dwell on can bring anxiety into our lives or it can bring peace into our lives. Why? Because the truth sets you free. Yeah. Now, how do I figure it all out? You don't all the time. What you do is you trust in the truth that God is going to judge justly, mm. right? Yes. Doesn't that bring you relief? I don't know. Just like talking it through is like, yeah, sometimes I forget that. There is yeah. a day coming. There's a day coming and everything's going to be made right. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. I mean, that's something that uh, that I would say for me personally, like talking through a lot of the stuff we discuss on the podcast, it's always a reminder to me because mm. it's like we know this stuff, but then when you're actually saying it, when we're ta- telling you guys in the podcast, like the listeners about this too, we're also uh, repeating this and remembering mm-hmm. that God is good and the things that he's fulfilling through Right now, like through what's happening right now in our current stage of life. And so I think that we need to be content in the fact that God is in control and he says so. And we need to trust him and cultivate faithfulness. Yep. Even in chaotic times. Yes. Even when evil prospers. Yes. We still focus on the end goal, right? Like Jesus did. The joy set before him, right? Endured. He was looking towards the end goal. We got to keep our minds fixated on the long-term goal and not get so caught up on things that are happening on the side of the race. Yes, of course. Not that we ignore life, not that we bury our head in the sand. We need to be in culture. We need to be salt and light. I'm all for that. But if it is causing you anxiety and debilitating you and you're living in fear, that is not the Christian life. Mm, Yeah. That is not who we're supposed to be. And the world needs to see people that have peace. Because the world doesn't have it right now. Everything's upside down, man. And and without the Lord, man, what would you think about your life right now? Like, it's crazy, Tyler. I would have my faith in the government. That's what would happen, yeah. And that's a horrible place to have it, right? Yeah, yeah. Because from your perspective, you've lost. Yeah, Oh, that's what would happen. Life over. What do we do? Everything's oh, done. Man, no, everything's I'm... over. And this virus is is breaking down our doors, <laughs> trying to kill everybody. Bill and... Gates wants to track me. Yeah, Bill <laughs> Gates and, and George Soros and Zuckerberg. You hear me in there, Zuckerberg? Lizard people are real. Yep, they yeah. are. He's listening on our phones. We've got. To, I mean, again, we're all wearing yeah. tinfoil hats if we don't have Jesus. Yeah. Right. Like in signs. Like in signs. Yeah, right. <laughs> but we have Jesus. We have Jesus, and we right. got to focus on that. So listen, when you feel yourself getting anxious, when you read something that, that causes nervousness to rise up within you, remember, lies are prevalent. Mm. Worry drains us, and God is just. Yes. God yes. is just. Don't let the worry overtake you. Remember that there's lies and it's hard to sift through them at times, but God knows the truth and we can trust in him and we can trust in him for good reasons. Yes, of course. Yep. So that should develop a heart of thankfulness in us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And again, it's Thanksgiving. We should be grateful to God that he's just. Could you imagine worshiping a God who's like, yeah, I just turned a blind eye to things. No. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, like the, the, oh, or, or, like the or like the the deist view of God of just like like a God that just set yeah. everything into motion Doesn't, and, and left. Like, yeah, and left. Yeah, absentee Father God. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that would a good be, way of describing it. That'd be so depressing. It'd be right? awful. Yeah, the fact that we know one day things are going to be made fair. Yeah, that that brings me peace in the chaos. It brings yes. me peace during the troubled times, and that's something that in Christianity we have that the world doesn't. And so we have got to focus on that, knowing that justice is coming, uh, and it's going to be good. Oh yeah, yep. and yeah. and I'm I'm happy for that. I'm glad that God doesn't let wickedness just reign forever. Oh yeah, there's a cutoff date, and then He's going to fix things. So, I hope this is encouraging to you. I hope this uh, wells up thankfulness and gratitude for who God is, and that He doesn't just let mm-hmm. bad things happen to us and not care. He cares. He really cares. Uh, And he cares so much that he sent his son to die for us on the cross so that we could trust in him for eternal life. And if you're listening out there, I know we have non-Christians that listen to this. I know we have people of different religions. That is the crux of the gospel. Jesus died on the cross for your sins. And if you trust in him for that, if you believe he did that for you, he offers you eternal life. It is so simple, but it's really hard for people to do because you're admitting, I can't do it. And I've got problems, and there's something I need to be saved from. But he is so gracious and so good in offering us a free gift, no strings attached, if we'll trust him. If we'll trust him. So be encouraged, Christians. Um, We can handle chaos. The church has historically handled it. We can handle it today. And to be honest, it's probably uh, not as bad as it's been in the past. It could get way worse in the future. But we can praise God no matter what the circumstances because no amount of circumstances change where we're going and that God is going to enact justice Yes, of course. That's what we got to focus on even in our tryptophan stupor. (laughs) Yeah, we can remember that God is good and that he's just right. So, hey, go get that third helping of pie that I know all of you are hankering for. Mm. Go get those leftover turkey sandwiches, cold stuffing, whatever you do after Thanksgiving. But just remember to give God gratitude and thanks for what he's done and what he's going to do in in the future. Yes. And please, uh, if you haven't already, give us a rating on iTunes on or I guess the podcast app is what it is Mm -hmm. for Apple Podcasts. And then please go on and follow us on social media go on we're on every platform pretty much except snapchat and you know all the other weird ones like we're not on tiktok which is oh, a good thing. owned by china i know it Conspiracy. is it is we're china we can't we can't be plugged in so we yeah can, i can't let them know where i live no of course something not. that a simple google search can't <laughs> give them <laughs> yeah, and so make sure you're following us on all of that. Uh, and then we we post content on our Instagram primarily, I would say. That's yeah. where the, the crux of our social media presence is. So make sure you go on there and join us in that. We're also on YouTube. For those of you who listen only and didn't know about that, make sure you subscribe. Uh, and we'd appreciate the support. Yep. Thank you guys so much for listening today. We hope you have a great week, and we will catch you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Christ, Culture, and Coffee. If you liked this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to help us reach more people.